DJ Harper serving up music mornings. This is Dash One.
Yes, that's right. Welcome back to Dash Radio. My name is DJ Hopper from the group Feeling Good. I'm very excited to have my man Hook and Sling. What's up, man? Yo, thanks for having me. I made it. You made it. <laughs> I made you it. made it. You're telling me you've had a hell of a morning. <clears throat> I did. Tell man. me about this morning that you've been having, man. Hey, for the record, I wasn't late. Maybe within no. five minutes. No, no, no. You're not late. By LA standards, you're not late. Right? Right. <laughs> There's a grace period in LA, right? You got about 10, 15 minutes grace period. That's that's good because I'm always I'm consistently 15 minutes late. So some would say I'm punctual, <laughs> but I'm on the dot 15 minutes late. Well, every there time. you go. There you. Hey, hey. At so, least you're consistent. This morning I was. I felt like I was like I was a delivery driver. I was driving around leftovers from a dinner party at my house last night that people left stuff behind. They're like, Anthony, can you drive this to my to my appointment this morning? So you're I'm, like, sure. What like, a nice yeah, guy you I'm are. I'm a nice guy. This is what happens when you're a nice guy. Man. So what were people what did people leave behind? All shoes? Right. Uh there was shoes, there okay. was phone chargers. Um So this then, is multiple people. Yeah, yeah. We, there was probably like four or five people there. That and, left stuff? Yeah, they just my friends are just really forgetful. Wow. And also there was like a huge bottle of fireball that was left. <laughs> so maybe that's kinda like but that didn't get actually that got forgotten too. So all right, all right. That's well, still there. There you go. There you go. So you're driving people around. And then you got here and then you accidentally dropped your keys under the yeah, truck. Yeah, I kicked my keys under the truck. As I was handing them to someone, they fell out of my hand. And then I was walking my foot, my, my foot projected them under a vehicle. <laughs> I just gave up at that point. I'm like, all right, let's just get this interview. Let's go. Uh, let's get it done. Well, I'm here to make this better. Hopefully this is let's now going to be much better, man. We're on the um, way up. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about this career that you've had and how this has progressed, man. I mean, yeah, I feel like... 
every other remix that I like listen to is like it's like a hook and sling remix or there's this new track that I really like. Oh, it's a hook and sling track. Really? Like I feel like That's you're awesome, everywhere, dude. man. Thank you, dude. Tell me a little bit more that about wasn't the how plan. You, <laughs> <laughs> right, tell me a little bit more about the journey and what this has been like. Dude, it's a journey. It's a real journey. Um my close friends that know me know I've been DJing for a long time, like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, producing for about 10, yep. 10, 12 years. Um, but it kind of, I got into the game late. Um, I used to be graphic designer. Okay. So and music didn't really kick in until like I got bored of that job. And I was like, you know what? Like I was at home on my iMac at nighttime, just like coming home, annoying my roommates, working till midnight until they just bang on the door and tell me to shut up. All right. All right. And that's how I taught myself how to produce because I was just like, eh, you know, design is cool, but... There's only so many lighting catalogs I can do. Yep, right. And then I'm like looking for something else. So um, the journey kind of began out of, I don't know, the, a creative, like a need for creative like outlet. Expression. Expression. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So right. it's always been that way for me. So I'm I'm fortunate enough, like I got my break in Australia with Ministry of Sound, mm. touring with them. Nice. As a DJ. So I learned, man, I learned, you know, the hard way, DJing to a crowd. Yep. DJing to lots of different people, touring a compilations and going all corners of Australia and then the production I was like you know I was you know I, I learned I was good at it you know I, I put enough hours into it I just kind of got a hang for it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that kind of then happened and then uh, to be honest I've, I've never really been like a prolific you know releasing music yeah twice. right right early days I was releasing one single a year maybe one single every two years um, I loved it but I was just like too much of a perfectionist I held on to stuff and then as I grew as an artist, I realized, you know, this is who I am. So just get it out. I want to talk to you more about the perfectionist side of it, too, because I think that there's definitely something there. Yeah. Um, at what point do you feel like this is ready to go? Because you obviously have to be somewhat critical, right? Like you can't just like, oh, I finished it. All right, let's just put it out. Yeah. You have to be somewhat critical of it. Of but where is that line? I guess where's the line for you? And how do you know that something's ready to go? I, I don't. I don't think something is ever, ever ready to go. Like I'm. Mm. A, I'm cursed a little bit by being a perfectionist. There's a saying that nothing's ever finished. You just run out of time. I'm like, that's <laughs> right. that's me, dude. Um, <laughs> right. So basically, there's like, I've gotten better at this. You know, over the last couple of years, um, working with like labels. You know, working that with have it, a deadline. That they're have like, a deadline. I'm sorry, man. You got to turn it in. That's they're it. like, dude, if you don't turn this in, like for love on me. You know, if you don't turn this in, we can't give it to iTunes. And it's not coming out on September 29 or whatever right. it came out. So I'm like, okay, I guess I better hand it in. Right. I have no choice. You're like backed into the wall. I it's love- tough, man. It's a really tough decision. It's a really tough. But I think having a good close network of people that you trust, mm. management, those kind of, that, that team is really important. Yeah. I, and I, I definitely, that's something that I certainly want to talk to you about. I want to get into some of this music also, yeah. though, that you've been putting out. Tell me a little bit more. I mean, let's let's do Love On Me first. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about Love On Me. This is a collaboration of you and Galantis. But talk about this. Love On Me was my ultimate hustle now that I look back on it. Yeah? Because I always want to do a record with Galantis, but I thought that would just like, this was just after you and I came out for them and they were just blowing up, you know? Christian um, Bloodshy has written some of the biggest pop records in, in the world, mm. you know, Toxic for Britney. And I didn't realize. You didn't that. know that? No. Yeah, he's one half of Galantis, and then Linus, the other half, um, did an act called. Uh, damn, why is it escaping me right now? Um, I'll come back to that. Okay. But anyway, guys who I completely admired, respected, meant you know, these guys are amazing. So I did a remix um, of their song called Gold Dust uh, on that came out on Big Beat, and Big Beat, you know, are fans of my remixes. They love the way I remix. Yep. So I didn't really know the guys, so the guys at Big Beat are like, yo, do you want to remix this song? I'm like, hell yeah. So I did the remix. The Galantis guys loved it, hit me up and said, we love it. We're going to play it at Ultra, debut in our Ultra set 2016, uh. I think it was, or 2015. Uh, down in Miami. Ultra Miami? Yeah. 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 Debuted the single and I'm like, yo, okay, I'm in. I'm like, okay, we should do a track together. Just, you know, cheeky <laughs> right, little... Just kind of like throwing that out there. Now, how did... Was this over text? Or was this an email? Twitter, Twitter, Twitter DM. Over Twitter DM. Twitter. Hey, we should do a... T- right? I love it. I love it. This is how professional this industry is. <laughs> yeah, we should work together. Yeah, right, right. I love it. But look what came out of it. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, but that was just the beginning. So okay. Christian was like, of course. You know, a lot of emojis, smiley faces. I'm like, okay, cool. This is going to happen. Um, so he goes, send me some stuff. So I was working on a couple of things and I sent them to him thinking that, sure, he's great. He's like, no, this is not going to work. So six months later, 
I knew at that point that he, those guys work at a certain standard. Right. And it really helped me just like, you know, get my shit together. Right, like, like I need to step up. Yeah, you got to right. do, this is the kind of level you got to work to if you want to work with these guys. So Love On Me was born. I uh, worked with these guys called The Six in the UK. They had the acapella and, you know, I was working on the beat and the, the track and we had this baby of an idea. And I'm like, this would be perfect for Galantis. So I sent them, probably I had like a, a two-minute version, like just a breakdown and a drop. And right. I was like, what do you think of this? I think this is this is going to be big. Right. And Christian didn't write back to me. And is this over Twitter now? No, this no, is over got, email now. Yeah, we got Now emails. you've progressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. I, his, I still don't even have, have, his, have his phone number. Right, right. But, uh, but yeah, went to email, sent it to him, didn't reply. And a week later, I'm like, I should probably follow up. Followed up. He's like, dude, I totally miss this. I love it. Let's do it. And this is the first time they've collaborated since they did a track with one track with Cascade, mm. and the second collaboration, collaboration, the collaboration they did was with, with on me. Right. Well, it's amazing, man. I, you, I love man. this. I love this record. Such good vibes. We're gonna play it here on uh, Dash Radio. We're gonna get right into it. Hook and Sling, not going anywhere. We got more to talk about. We got yeah, my your keys new are single. Under, my keys are under a and truck. Your keys, you're gonna, not going anywhere. Not you're definitely anywhere. not going anywhere, man. Uh, you're here hanging out. You're tuned into Dash Radio right here, right now. Girl, put your love on me, cause I won't let you down. And Sling here in the building. Uh, I want to welcome all of you back to Dash Radio. That last track, 
Love On Me collaboration with Galantis. Uh, you got a lot more music, though, and we're definitely here to talk about your new single, Arms Around Me, mm-hmm. which, ah, man, I'm so excited about this record, man. It's a great one. Thanks, I man. was also mentioning to you that we've been playing If You're Hearing This, which is uh, you featuring um, a few other collaborators on that one as well. We want to get into all of that. Um, you said something to me that was really interesting about how you reached out to Galantis mm. and this idea and this notion of just kind of putting yourself out there. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of people today that are afraid to reach out for like fear of rejection, right? Because it's not easy. But this wasn't the first person that you reached out to to try to collaborate with, right? And no. I mean, I'm sure there were plenty of like no's or not even no's, just like no responses. Yeah, like we were saying off air just before that, you know, that for me to reach out, you know, took a lot, you know, <laughs> right. because, because you know, some people, you know, you hit up people and and like I, like I was saying as well, like I get nothing, you know, they're like, no, sorry. Not even a no. Not even a no. Right. No. Just like a okay. I guess. That, I guess that, not. That just went out into the into the <laughs> universe. You know. Right. right. That happens a lot. And then obviously the ones that do hit, you know, I mean, I'm personally as you know me as a person, Anthony. I'm not like a. I don't put myself out there a lot of times. So mm. it was like that kind of thing was is kind of hard for me. Mm-hmm. But I knew I was like you know yo let's go you know right. let's, let's do a record with these guys right. And worst that could what worst that could happen is you don't get a response. Yeah. And then you try again or you you reach out to somebody else or whatnot, right? Yeah. Um, I love that, man. Um, you know, one of the things that we we touched on a little bit is you were mentioning how you started in Australia as a DJ, got into production and whatnot. Mm. What was it like in terms of now migrating here to the States and now here in LA and all mm. of that? What's what's been the change? Has there been a change? Um I drink a lot more coffee now, <laughs> just because of the free refills. Um, where are the free refills? <laughs> There's no free refills in Australia. You got to pay for it. Wait, but where do you get free refills? I don't. I'm not even up on that. Where you go to like Starbucks and they give you free refills? No, no. Like you know, if you go down to like you know the iced tea, there's like oh yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. Free the iced right. coffee, the, okay. and the coffee, the black coffee. Don't you? Don't yeah, you go I to get, places with free refills. I guess so. I guess I never take advantage of that. Dude, Dang it, man! You're just, like opening me up to that. <laughs> I totally need another refill right now. <laughs> That's a great. I need to go and be like, hey, look, so my friend Anthony said that you guys get free refills. <laughs> Just walk in with an yeah. empty cup. Yeah, hey, do that. Um, but no, okay, so what have been the other differences? I mean, music, though? like lifestyle, it's, I say that California is very similar to Australia. I find like, you know, that beachy kind of laid back right. culture is cool. But you know, Hollywood and LA, that's that's nothing like there is in Australia, that's for sure. Mm. That hustle here is, is, is strong, man, in this city. Especially um, in the music industry, yeah. right? I mean, not in all industries, but definitely in the music industry. This is the hub for that hustle. That's yeah. right. And I feel like you have some responsibility to hustle. Mm. You know, you know. I packed up my all my shit in Australia. I put it on a in a container. I moved over here, and I'm gonna sit on my ass. You know, like, right? You know what I mean? So you you kind of if you're here, you gotta go for it. Yep. You yep. gotta you gotta. And I I think putting yourself out of your comfort zone and moving over here makes you want to take those chances. Mm. And I think that Galantis thing is a good example. Yeah, you know, yeah those, of trying to just reach out yeah. and, and make something happen. I probably wouldn't right. have done that if I was living in Australia. Huh. To be honest with you. Really? Yeah, because I was I was kind of comfortable, you know. I was touring for ministry, doing my thing, um, releasing a record every now and then. You know, life was good. <laughs> right, but chilling. But this, this was out of my comfort zone, for sure, coming over here. What was the, the driving force that prompted the move? Oh, just the traveling. Just, yeah. I had two shows, I think, booked for my from for, for shows in Miami within six months. And my girlfriend, who I was with at the time, I was like, you know, I just can't do this. I can't That's go a long 30 flight. hours yeah. door to door right. and then come back and then come over, go over again for two weeks. And then, so this is just when Take You Higher, which was like 2011, 2012, was mm. just starting to do good things on radio over here. So I'm like, okay, let's just pack up some bags and hang out for six months, see what happens. Right. And then, and that yeah. turned into, now you're here. Yeah. Now you're here, man. Well, um, awesome. I want to get into some of this other music. Let's um, let's play Arms Around Me. Cool. This is the big, your new single. This is your new baby that you've released to the world. This came out on Capitol Records as well. You've got this deal that you've signed with them. Um, tell me more about Arms Around Me. Arms Around Me I, uh, is, a, is, was, is and was the record that... Um, I believe was like the cousin of Love On Me. Mm. Like it was, I worked on it around the same time. Uh, and you know, with music, it takes a long time for stuff to come out. 
But yeah, that, that record kind of came after Love On Me. I was kind of in that like feel good kind of house mm-hmm. thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was looking for vocals like that to work on on like a, on that, that kind of house track that I, that I did, that I built. Um, so yeah, Digital Farm Animals, I think um, my manager at the time um, put me in touch with them and, you know, bounced around a few ideas. This vocal came through and I'm like, I love this. So I built, you know, this track around it. Um, and it... I feel like I captured a good vibe with that, you know? Right. Yeah, no, definitely. When you work, do you feel like you work better with the acapella first and then building the track around that? Do you typically have like a a bunch of stuff that you've already sort of created, you know, loose framework and structure around and then you're finding the vocal and you're looking for a particular vocal? Is there there a a process? It's always different. Always different. Um, I'm a beats guy, so I always, you know, if someone put me in a room and said, write a track, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit there and strum a guitar and hum out a melody. I would right. start on my laptop with a beat. Then I might pick up a guitar. Then I might do something else. But it always, for me, starts with finding a groove and a rhythm and a feel. Mm. And then everything else comes. But, you know, going back to Arms, arms Around Me, like, that kind of worked the other way. So Right. Interesting. It, yeah, Sometimes yeah. it comes in different ways, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it didn't really change... Maybe it did change how how the song came out in the end. I don't know. Like if someone would have, if someone would have say, given me those chords and said, "Okay, write a track," I don't think I would have done the same thing. But mm. with that acapella, with that acapella and that vibe, that's kind of how it works. Right. So Almost like doing a remix in some ways. Almost. Yeah. Like you, you start with the acapella and then build around that, you know, yeah. and create around that. Um, very cool. Well, I want to get into the record. Um, this is brand new. Hook and Sling, Arms Around Me, right here, featuring Digital Farm Animals. You're listening to it right here on Dash Radio. Don't go anywhere. More with Hook and Sling when we get back. Music Morning. DJ Hopper. Dash 1. 
Yep, 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 yep. That's right. You're tuned into Dash Radio right here, right now. My name is DJ Hopper from the group Feeling Good. Hook and Sling here in studio. Man, so good. You've got such a feel-good vibe to all the music that you make. Where does that Thank come you, from? Like, what Ooh. is the inspiration for that? I don't know. That's a hard one. That's like... That's like, ask me why do I like chicken? Yeah, why do you like chicken? <laughs> I just do. It just tastes good. Well, I, I mean, that's how I feel. Like, that's how I feel about music. It's like, it just feels good. Yeah. Like, and I know, like, if it feels good to me, it's going to feel good to somebody else. Yeah. Right? You know? Yeah. I'm a big believer in that. Yeah. So, I, and I feel like if it gets me moving, like, if we're in the studio and we're making something, and I'm just not, like, I'm not feeling it like that, then most, I can't put that out. Yeah. You know, it's, I've got to be able to get behind it and feel like, ah, man, this makes me want to dance. Like, I need to hear this more. Yeah. Um, well, awesome, man. I think you're making great music. Obviously, a big fan of what you're doing. I want to play um, a couple more records from you, and then we're actually going to do something with you um, called Uber Stories. And I okay. want to get, like, an Uber story from you, like, right, something no. crazy that has happened. That. Or even something, like, not so crazy that's happened, either way. Um, <laughs> crazy is better. Yeah, cra- definitely crazy is better. We're looking for the crazy. Tell me a little bit more about playing some of these shows and some of, like, the live show aspect of it. Starting as a DJ, um, and then I think getting into production, and then now performing on some of these big festival stages. Mm. I imagine that like some of the skill set of being a DJ and playing different bars and things like that has certainly translated and helped in trying to read a crowd, in trying to you know play for crowds that are out there. Talk to me a little bit about the the performance side. The performance side is constantly. I, I enjoy DJing. So let me just say firstly that. I probably should plan my sets a little bit more. Sometimes when things don't go too well, I'm like, mm. damn, I really should have planned for that. <laughs> but I I really enjoy being up there in the moment and something not working and I can just change change stuff up really quick. Right. Um I was watching I was watching something interesting recently where Afrojack got up, did a, a little um a little uh I think it was a a vlog with uh, Layback Luke. Mm. And basically just said, yo, you know what? I just record my set. For an hour before I go on stage, I cut it up into twelve pieces, and I mix from one to the next. Hmm. And I didn't know how I think of it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how I thought I about, about that. that too. It made me think, like you know, what, what, <laughs> who I am as a DJ. You know. Yeah. You know, dude, I ha- I have terror in 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 my mind sometimes when I'm up there in front of three thousand people, and a record suddenly goes out of time. I'm like, you know, if there was a microphone on me, they'd be like, <laughs> you know, but there's not. Thank you. We should do that. We should have, I'm going to bike you next time. Dude, Put seriously. a live on you and be like, here's all the sounds that hook and sling me. <laughs> like, you know how they do that in sports? Like, you're watching, you're watching like a, yeah, a football right. game and like they, they've like mic'd the guy on the sidelines. It's like, ah! Dude, I, I, I lose my voice sometimes up on stage because I'm saying stuff on the mic or, right. you know, I'm really into it, man. I'm, I'm up there just like giving my all. Um, but sometimes, yeah, stuff doesn't work, but that's cool. Um, sorry, I forget your original Well, I think, but, but so about the performance, and you were talking about how some of these guys are, you know, recording a set, yeah. cutting it into 12 pieces, and then mm-hmm. just like, you know, piecing this thing together on set, which there's obviously less risk involved. Yeah. But in my mind, less risk, less reward, right? I mean, like, when you come up with an idea live on the spot, and you're like, hmm. Yeah here's an idea. I wonder if this will work. And you mm. do it and you execute it and mm. it goes off. Mm. That feeling is indescribable. Yeah, that's true. You know, like as a DJ, as opposed to being like, oh, well, I know this will probably work. Yeah. You know, and then when those things don't work for the guys that are locked into those sets, mm. there is no way for them to maneuver and change that up and have that moment. So yeah, it's really interesting. I find it is, that interesting. It's something I constantly struggle with. And I think a lot of, I think, a lot of DJs that are coming through now have don't don't understand the art of DJing. Mm. I know that I sound like I feel like I sound old. Freaking old yeah. guy right now. Yeah, You're yeah, an old yeah. guy. I'm just kidding. But you know It's true though. It is true. Like how do you start a dance floor? How do you get people mm. on a dance floor? That is that is one of the hardest things you can do as a DJ. Mm. How do you get people on the dance floor and keep them there? Not by playing hits, by playing good music. Right. That works in that room. Right. That is one of the hardest things in the world to do. Yep. As a DJ. I'm sure you know there's brain surgery and stuff, but as a DJ <laughs> 
you know, that is that is difficult. I think it man. might be harder than brain surgery. Right? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it, what we should do, we should have a brain surgeon try and DJ and try and do that. And then <laughs> totally. have a DJ try and do brain surgery. That might that be. That should be a good TV show. Yeah, right? You know when you swap jobs, you know, exactly. like the boss like goes and does the... Right. Yeah, the, Clay the, takes out the trash. And stuff. I think yeah. we're onto something here, okay. man. I think we've got something here. Um, but no, I did, but for I the record, though. I did that, you know. I, I was playing like, you know... Uh, bars, you know, from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. and you know, I had, to, I had no one in the in the bar when I was started, and it had a full floor when I finished. Right, right, and there, I absolutely agree with you in the fact that that is one of the harder things to do to try and manage a dance floor, manage that energy, and all the while you're learning so much about what works, what doesn't work, and mm. a lot of that I feel like feeds into what you end up creating, likely, you know, as a producer, like. So when you make that transition from DJ to producer, I feel like you have more knowledge of like, oh, this is kind of a sound that works. Like if something feels this way, it'll probably work and get them going. Yeah. Know? Yeah, for sure. But let me just say also, when I say get on there and don't play the hits, I think it's important not to play hits because for the scene, like it's important to keep music fresh. It's important mm. to play good music and expose people to good music. You keep playing people hits, like, eh, come on, man, where are we going? Right, right. Yeah, like you want to be able to have people be like coming up to you. What was that? Exactly. It's one of the best compliments I feel like you could get as exactly. a as a DJ. Um, well, I want to get into this other track, which people have asked me like, hey, what is that? What is that? <laughs> like we have people calling all the time. Um, if you're hearing this, which yeah. I think is appropriately titled, um, is another song of yours that you've put out recently. Uh, it features Betty Who and Parson James. Mm -hmm. Talk to me a little bit about this record. Okay, so this is something that... I mean, so I suppose a lot of people don't really know this about me. I mean, I produce a lot of different styles of music. Mm -hmm. I'm not always writing electronic, you know, not bangers, but right. like, I'm not always writing stuff I DJ. So um, this record kind of came up in that in, in that world, you know, it came out of that world. Um, you know, I do I do like writing different styles of music, and then I feel this was like an expression of that. Um, and yeah, I suppose broadcasting live. Worldwide. This is that. Sorry. Do that again. Sorry. So uh, let me ask you that again. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about if you're hearing this with Betty Who and Parson James. Tell me a little bit more about this record before we play it. So, yeah, that record came about um, because not many people know, but I do produce music, not just dance floor records that I DJ, mm. but, you know, sometimes... Uh, I've I've done, I've written some records for some um, some pop artists. And, okay. Yeah, you know, just different styles of production, which I enjoy. You know, going back to this creative thing, I need right. like, I need you know, instead of eating chicken all the time, I want to eat, you know. <laughs> Sometimes you shred feel like shredded pork. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is my shredded pork. This is your shredded pork, right? But chicken is your main thing. <laughs> but, right. but you eat some shredded pork sometimes. I enjoy it, man. I mean, this and it's essentially the structure is a house record, but mm. it's just you know 102 BPM. Right. It's just um. It's, it's a different kind of vibe. And, you know, Parson, uh, you know, um, and Betty work really well together as a, as a duet. Um, and originally, um, yeah, the song came about. Um, it was written by um, Steve Solomon, Dave Hodges, and Carly Page. But it was written as a, as a ballad, and I took right. that in, and turned it into to, to what it Nice, man. Well, I want to get right into it. Uh, if you're hearing this, uh, Hook and Sling featuring Betty Who and Parson James right here on Dash Radio. Don't go anywhere. We've got Uber stories okay. coming up. Um, I'm very excited to, uh, to hear your Uber story. But here it is first. If you're hearing this, Hook and Sling right here on Dash Radio. We all want to believe, want to believe in something. Because if we believe in nothing, then what do we have? What do we have? We all want to love. I wanna love somebody Cause if we ain't got nobody Then what do we have? What do we have? If you're hearing this I'm at King Danfit Eight to ten I'll sit at this table For two in the Dodgers cap Drinking coffee black Wondering where you're at I'll be waiting Be waiting for you Something, cause if we believe in nothing, 
Then what do we have? What do we have? We all wanna be loved. I wanna love somebody. Cause if we ain't got nobody, then what do we have? What do we have? If you're hearing this, don't I'm listening. I'm still wondering down these lost avenues. But I know one day, clear blue skies are gray. I'll walk in and you'll say, I've been waiting, been waiting for you. You're going to do uh, our guest Uber story. So All right. give it to us, man. Give man, it to us. Man, you're setting this up for like, you know, an amazing story. <laughs> I don't want to disappoint anyone. Oh, man, this is going to be good. I think I have a feeling this is going to be real good. You okay. travel well, all around the world, man. Okay, so yeah, I mean, Uber all around the world is different. Right. Um, and it's in, I was in Indonesia a couple weeks ago, and I called an Uber. Took him like 35 minutes to come get me. You know, I'm, I'm just in the middle of Jakarta. 35 minutes? Yeah, I'm to just come in the middle you? of Jakarta. Wow. And then he turns up and he's got three kids in the car with him. So I'm in the Uber with the whole family <laughs> in like this big people mover, like a seven seater. And he's like, don't worry. I can't do an Indonesian accent. Right, right. But he's like, don't worry about the kids. They're mine. So I was like, okay, <laughs> let's go. I didn't care. I was running right. late. So I, I, we, and I was, were you headed to the gig or were you headed somewhere? No, I was, I was just like killing time. So okay. I went, so I went to, go, I wanted to go somewhere. Like I could just buy some sneakers. So um, I just traveled with the family. And to, were the kids like looking at you like, uh, who no, is this guy? The kids were all on their iPads. It was weird, man. Oh, they, wow. Like they were obviously told like not to talk to the passengers. Right. So it's like, um, look, dad, dad's got to work right now. You guys just <laughs> sit in the back. Get on like, your iPad. It's all good. It was totally bring your kids to work day in Jakarta. Right. Maybe it was. <laughs> totally maybe, maybe it was. You never know. That's what maybe what it was. Um, I love that, man. Uh, what did you rate them? Oh, Do they have five the rating? Do they have five the star, one star per kid. <laughs> That's great, man. That's great. Uh, for everybody out there, Hook and Sling, that was our guest Uber story. I also want to remind everybody that you have a brand new record out. It's called Arms Around Me. Mm -hmm. We've been pushing it here on Dash Radio. Um, go listen to it. Go check it out. In fact, we're going to run it here again. Arms Around Me right here, right now on Dash Radio. Um, don't go anywhere. More music when we come back.
Music Morning. DJ Harper. Dash one.